Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, back in the podcast dojo, the show goes on all weekend long, the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G. You have stumbled onto this podcast, available on demand, as you know, because you already download it, wherever you find podcasts, whatever content provider we use, the company wants us to tell you about iHeart which is the number one audio distributor of content out there. But wherever you found the podcast, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Danny G will have more tales from the naked city in this, the second podcast of the weekend on a Saturday. We'll go into places we've never gone before. I will tell a story about something that happened on my trip to New York that I have never done. I've been to New York off and on for the almost 30 years. I've gone to that city and I did something in, in for the first time in a generation. I'd never done this before and I might never do it again. And it happened in the Big Apple this past week. We'll have that. We've got the, the back scratcher, the culture vulture blend right in. The cameo in Brooklyn, the Big Apple Bites, and whatever else pops up. But we're going to actually start with Backscratcher, Danny. And the reason we are going to start with Backscratcher is because last week I teased it and we never actually got to it. We got Yeah, to- we're, back- we're backed up like New York City sewage. Exactly. I need some preparation H. We're backed up so bad there. So let's get to it right now. We'll go to 
right to the actual reviews of this podcast. We'd love for you to help the show out, and it's absolutely free to do this. Go to the Apple Podcast page. It's available for anyone in the description area. It takes a couple of minutes. you got to click some buttons, and you got to type your name in and type a little review. It's not that hard. But if you're not tech savvy, it can be a pain in the behind. But you lay it all out there, Danny. You explain everything. So it's real simple to find where you need to go and help us out. And as we point out, the people that have the big office on the uh, upper floor there that take the elevator, that have the corner office and make big decisions in programming, they read the reviews. I don't know why they do, but they do. So it helps us out. Yeah, it helps with Apple ranking the top podcasts in the country. So if you give five stars, that means you're just helping us move up to the top, rise to the top like Dougie Fresh. Yeah. And and to be honest, I mean, we, we could also just pay bots to give us reviews, but that costs a lot of money and we don't have the budget for it. Yeah. No, they're not going to do that for us. I'm I'm proud to say that we have not spent one dollar on paid reviews. So any any review you see, good, bad or ugly, are from real people, as far as we know. Uh, and now if anybody wants to provide free bots to help us out, I I'd certainly would be against that, but I don't have access to the bots. So in, until I get access to them, and if there's a very generous listener, I'm all ears. But other than that, we'll just do it this way, the proper way, the way that it needs to be done. First review. Uh, now, how many? We actually have some this week. Do you have one, two? Uh, let's see here. One, two, three, or four reviews. What do you think? I'm going to say three. How about four? Four score. That's a lot. Yeah, we need to get backed up more often. Yeah. Uh, first one says no deals here. Great podcast. A great podcast. Five stars. Yet another great episode. The alien talk was very interesting. I highly recommend listening to Ben and Danny G every episode. So thank you. Another five star review from uh, Ermel Dude. What's up, Ermel Dude? This is not your typical sports takes. Very entertaining podcast. The life and times of Ben and Danny G is a great listen. They have great chemistry. And this podcast has a ton of momentum moving forward. How dare you? We have no momentum. We're only as good as our next day's podcast, Danny. Our next day's podcast. That's it. Lots of momentum topped with wonderful ranch dressing. Yeah, we have good clubhouse chemistry is what we have. <laughs> That's the clue. V- veteran leadership is what we have. Yeah. I believe our front office guaranteed both of our jobs. <laughs> yes, you have a vote of, we got the dreaded vote of confidence. <laughs> going very well. Uh, next up on the review, we've got Reno Pinball Mike. And it says, Ben and Danny G, start my weekends off with a smile. Ben and Danny G, entertain with talk. Just about stuff. Uh, it doesn't have to be complicated or sports. Just everyday chat about what is on their mind that night. Love it. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you, Reno Pinball Mike. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for all these reviews. The show about nothing, which is something. Something is nothing. And the fourth and final review from the Rebel Viking said VPN required uh, James is his name and podcast reviews are his game. He's from Arkansas, but he's listening to us from uh, 
Vilnius, Lithuania. Oh. This week, he said he had to sign up for a virtual personal network to hear the podcast. Says it is worth the money. So thank you, James. And the great thing about a VPN, not that I, of course, would go down that road, but the great thing about a VPN is you can watch Netflix shows you're not supposed to watch. You can watch TV programming you're not supposed to watch because you can claim you're in any area you want to be in if you want to watch certain games that are blacked out. You can watch those, and so yeah, it's cool. Very oh cool. yeah, I live in Texas. Yes, uh, I actually live on a small island near Guam. Not in Guam, but a small island. It's between Hawaii and Guam. Uh, that is true. All right, so say, thank you all. And again, if you want to help us out, back scratcher. It's very simple to do, and the Apple Podcast page is the way to go. It's in the description yeah. of this podcast. Yeah, click on the link inside the description right on this show, and then it'll take you to our Apple Podcast page. Scroll down. You'll see the overall rating that we have for the shows, and then it'll say write a review next to that. Click on that. You make a username and then give five stars and write your review. And you will be our favorite person of the day. Now, here we go. Culture Vulture. So, been going to New York for a long time as Tales from the Naked City Part 2. Been going to New York for many, many years. My brother has lived there for a long time. We grew up together, and then he moved away, and I was I was still in high school when he moved away. And so every year or every other year, whether it's for work or something else, I have found my way to the Big App. It has been the place I have been to more than any other place in my life, and now, during the pandemic, I had not been there since uh, the pandemic started, which was in 2020. So I'd, I'd been there. I'd not been there for three years. But other than that, other than that, regularly, I, whether it was for work, when I did the TV show for a year at NBC, flew back to, to New York, then drove up to Connecticut to do that show every month. And I'd, I've been in with different jobs. I've had some of them radio jobs, uh, different things. On these various trips over the years, I always find my way to the Big Apple. So, but I did something I have never done in all my years going to that city. And this is a global exclusive. This is a Marconi award winning possible podcast. Uh, not that they give a Marconi award for a podcast. What's the what's the podcast award? What's it called? The the award for podcast? I don't know. There's oh, ah, the Razzie. The Razzie is that <laughs> the uh, is it the uh, what are we the uh, the potty the potty the potty it's it's a, it's an outhouse it's a little miniature outhouse yeah yeah I don't know I'm sure there's an award and, uh, uh, it's really smart if you're in a, if you're uh, in the podcast business you you create an award and then give your podcast an award. And then yeah. you're you're good to go. Anyway, get to the point, please. So I, I did something that I had never done all my years going back there. What did I do? You want to take a guess what I did? It's something that a lot of people have on their bucket list. Oh, I know what you did. It was not on mine, Danny. It was not on my bucket list. Go ahead. What do you think? Okay. Is this very French or is this very high in the sky? Uh, I would say it's not high in the sky. I don't know if it's French or not. I think it's more of an American thing. Yeah. Oh, because I was thinking that you finally took a tour of Our Lady, the Statue of Liberty. 
Oh, I have done the Statue of Liberty. Okay. I, I did that when I, my, my years ago. I was a kid when I went to the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island and all that. I have not been back, by the way. I, I did it too, but when I was there, um, the top half was closed off for renovations. Oh, yeah. Well, then you got to go back. I know. So we I only know. got to go up halfway. You're going to go back, I predict, in nine years when your kids at that golden age, nine to, a, nine to 12, when everything's yeah. wonderful and all that, you'll take your kid there. That's what I'm sure. I would love that. Yeah. Take him to Madison Square Garden to see Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing, the New York Knickerbockers, Midtown Manhattan. Uh, No. So are you ready for the big reveal, Dan? Are you ready? This is all right. What'd you do? This is when I became a culture vulture. I, Ben Maller, attended my first Broadway show. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Yes, a Broadway play. Oh, man. And I'm happy to report that I... I was men and dolls. (laughs) Yeah. I I needed an ambulance almost by the time I got done with my first trip to a Broadway play. Did I have a heart attack? No. Did I have a stroke? No. Let me explain. So (laughs) uh, my, my wife came to New York. She's not a big fan of New York. Like she says, it's dirty, you know, it's it's a lot of walking. It's hot usually when we go. So it's not her cup of of, of coffee. It's it's not mine either, uh, but I, I, I enjoy it. I, I, I like going and then leaving and uh, and and knowing that it's there, but I don't really need to be there. Rare and appropriate, but it's fun when I'm there. It's a totally different experience than I'm used to. And it's everyone that goes there says the same thing. So anyway. So I attended my first Broadway play, and I almost needed an ambulance. Here's why. So my my wife has kind of throw her a bone. Was, her birthday week was last week, or this past this past week, and so she always wanted to see a Broadway show. So I was like, all right. And the one we wanted to see, we were going to see in L.A., and we didn't see it. The Book of Mormon. So yeah. it was playing and and right there, Tony Award winning musical. I'm not a big musical guy. Whatever she wanted to see it. Get all dressed up, get all dolled up, go to see a Broadway show. All right, fine. So the Book of Mormon has been on Broadway for over a decade. It started, I think, in 2011. And it was playing at the Eugene O'Neill Theater. You ever been to the Eugene O'Neill Theater on 49th Street there in Manhattan? Not that I know of. Okay, so this had a Fenway Park type of vibe to it. Now, there was no Green Monster, but... It was construction. It was constructed and opened. It was actually a little after Fenway, but it's almost 100 years old. It was opened in 1925, the Eugene O'Neill Theater. Bam. Right in the middle of the theater district there in Midtown Manhattan. Not on Broadway, by the way. And the difference, I learned this years ago before I ever wanted to attend a Broadway show, the difference between a Broadway and off-Broadway show, you know what the difference is, Danny? One block? No. It's, It's... it's totally in the number of of seats available in the theater. If you're, oh. you're below a certain number of seats, you're an off Broadway act. Even if you're in the same you know theater or, or just one theater over from where the Broadway theater is, because it depends on how many th- seats you have. So they're very elitist. If you have a certain number of seats, you're Broadway. If you're below that, you're off Broadway. But it could be the same whatever. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So this was a this was a Broadway show. It was a big theater. Yeah, clearly, you and I are experts on Broadway shows. Oh, absolutely! Come on, uh, this this 
show right here is a musical in many ways. So it's at the theater district, this old theater. The reason I claim it was like the Finway experience, and my man Alfie Alien O'Piner will back me up on this, the seats were designed for someone who was about 4'11 to 5'3". Now, I'm like 6'5". If I stand up, maybe 6'6". If I shrug over, maybe 6'4" depending on my posture, you know, my, I can hear my mom's voice, stand up tall. Uh, but so fine. I, I normally, you know, whatever I I do my thing. And and the the theater was sold out and the only tickets we could get were in the middle of a row, not the end of a row, the middle of it. Oh no. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I do overnight radio. I don't do daytime radio. I did daytime radio. I'd be sitting on the lower level. I was on the upper mezzanine of the Eugene O'Neill Theater. So we're in the middle row, upper balcony, whatever. So I squeeze into the seat. There's a, a woman fully masked up next to me who must not have heard the pandemic's now over. Uh, yeah. It's older woman. So she's on one side. I got my wife on the other. And I've got to sit in a seat designed for someone that's five foot two or five foot three, and I'm six four. So this presents a mathematical problem. So I used some Maller math, and I determined I had to bend my knees a certain direction. Now, originally, I was bending them to the masked woman, but then I was like, oh, I got to move. So I stood up, and then I bent them the other way towards my wife. And of course, every, the person in front. You know how you get on a plane and there's like that one open seat next to you? Yeah. And you're like, oh, close the doors, close the doors, close the doors. And it's always like that last person that comes in there and sits right where you're You're like, okay, I'm going to lay I'm gonna lay, lay on this seat, you know. So that's what happened. The last person to come in to the Eugene O'Neill Theater sat right in front of me. Oh. Yeah. So got screwed on that. And I'm trying to watch. I'm trying to be cultured and all that and watch the show. And I'm I feel like I'm old enough now where if you if I had gone to a Broadway show in my 20s or 30s, I would have wanted to kill myself. But now I'm like, all right, I can put up with it, whatever. My wife really wanted to do it. So I was like, I'll I'll, I'll go and I'm, I'll be into it. You know, and I, I figured I probably won't do it again. So whatever. But I was in such agony. As I was trying to sit, my knees were were pushed to the brink. And I, I have a bad, as we've talked about on the podcast, my right knee's screwed up. It's manageable, but not if you sit at a weird angle for, uh, it's a two-hour show with a 15-minute break in the middle. So It's like double torture. Torture one, you're at a musical. Torture two, that seating, it's like you're being waterboarded while people are singing. Oh yeah, 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 and, and the Broadway crowd, man, they're oh, into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they, they are, they are just like totally going crazy, man. They're, they're loving this, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm looking <laughs> at my watch. I'm like, oh god, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, what am I gonna do? My wife was even like, she's like, listen, you're in too much pain. We'll leave at the intermission. You know, it's making the intermission. So at the intermission, I was like, these tickets were pretty expensive, Danny, and I'm like, you know, I'm cheap. I'm like, I don't want to leave. So I went to this usher. I said, listen. I said, is there anything you can do? I said, I can't, I can physically not sit there. I'm going to need an ambulance. <laughs> anything you can do. And she was very cool. This woman, I'll give her credit. I don't know her name. I'd give her, you know, name recognition. I didn't get her name. She's a very nice woman, middle-aged woman. And she said, yeah, you know, these people right here in, in this, this aisle seat, they left like very early in the show. And, and the theory was, 
they got tickets to the Book of Mormon and they were like Mormon and they were offended by the play. And so they left like like 10 minutes into the show. They took off. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you read the review of the Book of Mormon? It's not it's not a recruiting thing for the Mormons. It's uh, (laughs) uh, things that are called a synopsis. You got to read it. Yeah, you might want to check that out. Anyway, so fine. I, I I was like, that's great. There were the the, the seats were right there, and so me and the, the family we moved to those seats, and it was still not very comfortable. But when I was able to move my legs onto the aisle, so that was perfect, and it was great. And we we saw the second half of the show, and it was wonderful. And now wonderful meaning I could actually stand up when the thing was over. Uh, I, I, you saw the Book of Mormon, didn't you? Didn't you see the Book of Mormon? Uh, no, not me. I thought you did. I thought uh, I, the only uh, I've seen two Broadway shows. I saw The Lion King in New York. Okay. And I saw early my very first trip to New York. I got dragged to Cats when it was on its last run. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, some of the shows on Broadway, like shit, that's been since I was a little kid. Like that Chicago thing is still on uh, Broadway. You know, Covino and Rich, they tell this story about how there was this old TV commercial that ran for like 40 years on New York television for cats. Same old commercial, their entire childhoods, their entire lives, entire lives. They saw the old cats commercial. Well, somebody had I ran into somebody uh, at Fox who had seen uh, the Book of Mormon. I guess it obviously wasn't you. But uh, anyway, so I here's my Maller review. Okay, I am not a musical person uh, as far as a musical like Broadway show. You know, this is my wife's thing. Uh, I actually enjoyed it more than she did. Interesting. She said she wanted to see the show for like 10 years and she never got around to doing it. So I told I explained to her, well, see, you had high expectations. I had no expectations. I was like, I didn't know anything about it. I just knew that it was written by the South Park guys. That's all I knew. And, you know, everything, like any Broadway show, as I anticipated, every scene ends up in its song. You know, everything's a freaking you know, song. Um, fine. But the thing that really impressed me is the, from a creative aspect, it was... It was like watching a, a movie or a TV show and knowing how hard it is to do live performance. And we can both respect this, Danny, being in, in the business that we're in, that nobody tripped, nobody fell, nobody missed a note, nobody missed a line. Everyone nailed every single scene of the show. There wasn't one misstep. There, there, as far as I know, there wasn't one line that was missed. And there was a lot of freaking dancing and singing and Everything was perfect. It was like watching a TV show, except they were live in front of you and everything was edited already and professionally done. And so that from that, the choreography standpoint, I was like, I'm sounding like an old fart, but I was like really impressed. I was like, that's really difficult to do. I, uh, my only experience with live performance was elementary school plays, which were complete shit shows. So to see this on the, you know, and I, as my brother said, well, that's New York. That's Broadway. That's how they're supposed to do it. You know, that's how they do it in New York. I was like, okay, fine. But, uh, and I used the comparison. I remember I was a, a kid at Circus Circus in New York, uh, or not New York, in Vegas at Circus Circus. And you you see the, the Midway Magic Show 
and the guy juggling the the magician will drop he'll drop some of the the things he's juggling you know in the act and you're like oh that's embarrassing um but there was none of that and so that was my my experience on Broadway, and if only the seats were bigger, I might go back, but I do not think I will be back. I think that I can check that off my bucket list now, Danny, and when I when I someday die, hopefully long, long from now, I can say I did attend one Broadway show. I have gotten a little culture, and in the back of my head, I heard the voice of Bob Page, who I briefly worked with at Fox Sports Radio, who yelled at me for not having any culture, for not going to museums and for not going to shows and things like that. So take that, Mr. Page, in your face, in your face. And now I can blend right in, Danny, with the cultured people of society. When I go to cocktail parties, I'll blend right in with them because I can now say I attended. Only if you're slouched over a little bit. (laughs) Well, there is that as well. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I had a much uh, different week than you did while you were showboating with some expensive Broadway seats. I was on Offer Up because... As you see behind me, it's going to be probably another month, I think, before I got everything done. My storage unit is organized, tons of trash, tons of Salvation Army giveaways. And then I had a pile of expensive things, some good possessions think could, you know, be used by somebody else. So I put some things on offer up, including one of the bicycles here in the garage. As you know, Ben, when you're dealing with certain items like a bicycle, the manpower and the time you put into it 
that almost is worth more than the actual money you get selling the stupid thing. I try to take the front tire off this bike. I think it's going to be easy. So an hour before leaving for the Covino and Rich show, I take the uh, the torque rod off the front tire, but it won't budge. The stupid front brakes are blocking the front tire from coming off. So now I need an Allen wrench. And I'm like, damn it, man. I know I got this size Allen wrench somewhere in the garage. Yeah. So now I got to go on this whole chase of an Allen wrench. So I message the person. I'm like, hey, we're going to have to do this tomorrow on Wednesday. I got to find the right Allen wrench to get the front brakes off for you so I can get the bike over to you. Uh, and this person, they also had a smaller vehicle. So they were going to need to buy it and have the front tire off as well. I find that Allen wrench, get the front brakes off, get it in my trunk. I'm sweating. I'm a pig. I'm a mess. The sun is blaring on me as I'm getting this bike adjusted into the trunk so I can close it. I get to work after my post-production for Covino and Rich. The young lady tells me, all right, I'm ready to meet you at the Whole Foods. Now she wants to test ride it first. So this means I'm going to have to take it out of my trunk in the hot sun, put it back together, let her ride it on those little neighborhood streets back there behind our city national bank building, and then take the wheel off in the front brake and all that mess again, just to get $50. That's a good, that's a good deal. $50 for the, for her. Yeah. For her really, this is like a $370 bike. How many people contacted you and said, Hey, I'll, I'll take it for free. Do you know how many people, because I originally listed it for 125 and I can't tell you how many people said, I'll give you 20 bucks. I'll give you 40 bucks. I'll give you. So it got to the point where I just dipped the price down to 50 and she's the first one that said, Hey, I'll give you the 50 for it. Okay. So this is where I blend in though. And this is, this will really tell you something about our beautiful neighborhood of Sherman Oaks, California not even one block away from our studios. I take the bike, you know, all, there's one thing about all Whole Foods stores. For whatever reason, they all have shitty small parking lots. I don't know what it is. It's like Trader Joe's, same thing. I don't know what it is about those designer grocery stores, but you can't park your damn car in there. And that oh. one that one in particular, the one in Sherman Oaks is like the worst because it's right off the 405 freeway. And so you got people cruising off the freeway, like, oh, I'll go get some grapes or yeah. get uh, you know, get some strawberries in there at the at the Whole Foods. Yeah, now we've mentioned this Whole Foods because Looney has seen celebrities there. Yeah, I've it. seen movie stars there. I have as well. I don't even go I go there like once every couple of years. I mean it's not even open when I'm on the air. And they all live up in the hills up there and they come down, and they do their shopping at that Whole Foods. It's a forget going to the Hollywood Hills right there. That Whole Foods is a celebrity mecca. I did a couple of laps around that small parking lot. Finally was able to pull into a spot that somebody pulled out of good timing. I get my car parked in there, open up my trunk, take the bike parts out. But now I'm realizing where the hell am I going to put this thing together at? So I noticed there's a strip of grass that's uh, beyond right beyond the parking lot. So if you continued on that road, it would take you to the two freeways that split. The 405 and the 101. Yeah. I take an old towel. I set that down on the sidewalk. I flip the bike upside down like a mechanic. I take my toolbox and I look around and I realize I must look like a real freak right now. 
(laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, 6.30 p.m. on a Wednesday in Sherman Oaks, and I have this bike flipped over like a bike mechanic on the sidewalk right by a freeway. And uh, and next to me, to my left, is a homeless person sleeping. It, It was just really strange when I looked around and realized what it could look like if I was in a city where anyone was paying attention to me. But ding, 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 that's the thing. Ben, I sat there for, I got down, uh, I took another towel, old towel out of my trunk so that I could sit down on the sidewalk. She obviously uh, took the ride on the bike before I sat down like a maniac and took it apart again. So I, I put it together, she rode it, took it apart, and I got that front brake off. I got the uh, the torque rod off. I got that front wheel off, and I held the wheel up, and I'm like, victory! <laughs> nobody batted an eye. Nobody parking at the, the uh, Whole Foods that was looking at me thought anything of it. The people who happened to be walking on the sidewalk, including the homeless people, thought nothing of it. I blended right in. It, it was so odd. I'm bouncing. Uh, she Venmo's me the 50 bucks. I help her get it in her car. She drives away. Victory with offer up. But man, I I couldn't help but wonder what that must have looked like to an onlooker if anybody had cared. That's the beauty of L.A. Nobody cares. Uh, you're not. They're, everyone's in their own world. And the same thing in New York. You know, people just do their own own thing like that. But I really I don't you like that. I like that about big cities that you could basically do what you need to do in your own little world. And people aren't paying attention to it. I like it, but there's, it's part of me. Like it's occasionally you're like, wait a minute. Am I, am I, do I even exist? You know, am I even here? I mean, what, what <laughs> I, like I, the part I don't like is people don't treat anyone kindly because they're only worried about themselves. You know, that everyone's out looking out for themselves. Like, like just the common little courtesies that make life more enjoyable, like opening doors for people or acknowledging people when they open doors, you know, and all that, like that kind of stuff bothers me when people do that. But, well, you know what? I, I lived up to that. I gave her the Allen wrench for her to keep. Nice. I gave her a small little pump for the tires. Cause I have a couple of them in my garage. She was a happy customer. Now here's the move, Danny. When you go to Vegas to see your Raiders next time, you take that $50, you go to the roulette table, you pick red or black, and probably you're a Raider fan, so you'll bet black, and you bet bet it on black, and and then just you can double your money. Or you'll black 32. There you go, black 32. Then you can make even more than double your money on that. Knock yourself out. All right, so we've already gone long on this, but I, I do have some other tales from the Naked City I would like to share. So we'll combine Cameo in Brooklyn and Big Apple Bites in a rapid fire. At any point, Danny, you can stop me at any point. But uh, just a few other thoughts I had before they leave my head from tales of the naked tales from from the naked city, as we like to say, uh, because, as you know, if you listen and you used to read the the tabloids from back in the day that the uh, the naked city where the names are omitted, as we will protect the guilty and things that that I came across. So we do not promote this often enough, but I am on Cameo, and that is a pay-to-play service, Cameo.com. If you're a super fan of this show or you know someone that has a big life event, birthday, bar mitzvahs, weddings, divorces, 
you name it, life advice, bonus Maller monologues, any of that kind of stuff on demand. It is there on Cameo.com. Just search for my name, Ben Maller. I love to do it. If it it's something that you want, if it mean a lot to you, that would be great. If you know somebody that's a big fan of the show. So with that being said, I don't promote it, so I don't really get that many cameos. People know about it. Some of the super fans know about it. But the timing on this is amazing. So I'm heading to the airport, and I get a notification while I'm on the flight to New York saying that you have been requested on Cameo. And this is one of my my regular super fans, Emmanuel, who's a big, big supporter of the show. And so I'm on vacation. I'm like, well, I got to do this. It's time sensitive. His birthday was coming up. So I did not want to let my friend down. So I was walking around Williamsburg, Brooklyn, right across from the Williamsburg Bridge there in beautiful Brooklyn, a hipster neighborhood as we were going around to see the sky, you know, the, the, uh, the, the sunset there in, over Manhattan uh, from from Brooklyn. And uh, it was very cool. Got this, the skyline of Manhattan in the background, the water there from the East River. And uh, I walked away from uh, my wife. I was with my brother and my sister-in-law. And I wandered off to record my cameo for, for my guy. It was very awkward, Danny. I am yapping into the camera. Behind me is the sun setting over mm. Manhattan. And there are a bunch of people. It's like a park. There's like a little bridge and there's a park there. Uh, not a bridge. It's uh, more like a dock area. I don't know. It's a, whatever. So, does, does a mugger come running into the scene? Uh, no, that did not happen. But but I'm trying to like get, you know, do my cameo. and be, I had some thoughts in my head I wanted to give to Emmanuel. And it was very nice to, to do this. And so... Everyone's staring at me like, what is, and, you know, we just talked about people not paying attention. That's normally true. But this, you know, everyone's looking where I'm, I'm standing with, because I, I wanted the, the background of the Manhattan skyline, uh -huh. water. So I've got the camera in front of me, the skyline's behind me, but right behind my hand, I'm holding my camera are like these, these college age girls and some other young people. And they're all looking like, what is this fucking loser doing? You know, and uh, and so it was very, very uncomfortable. We're at a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, it was very odd. You know, in my in my head, they were listening to everything I was saying. You know, they probably weren't, but they in my head, they were listening to everything I was saying. And so I I did complete the cameo. I did that and uh, got it done. But it was very uncomfortable for me. As far as the Big Apple bites, real quick, uh, you know, I know I'm gonna get a bunch of questions about this on the email bag for next week, probably. Uh, some of the foods you, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I, I went to some of the more memorable meals I had. Uh, Katz's Deli in in New York, there the famous deli from Harry Met Sally. Yeah, I've been there. It was good. Yeah, it's good. I got to tell you, I think Langer's is better though. Unpopular opinion: Langer's Deli in L.A. better than Katz's. No, I, I mean I would agree with you. It was cool though. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's historic. It's been there since the 1800s. The problem with Katz's is. I had not been there in a few years, and they built this massive. There's like a Marshalls and a CVS, like right over Katz's Deli, almost over the top of it. So I was like, "Where the hell is it?" And uh, that was a little confusing. The neighborhoods changed down there on House, not Houston Street, Danny Houston Street. Houston, you know, yeah. Even though it's spelled Houston, it's pronounced Houston's. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Uh, Ate at Junior's Deli, my friend Bob Fesco recommended that. He's from that area. Does a morning show in Kansas City. Uh, Roberta's Pizza in Brooklyn, like a hipster pizza place. Pizza was all right. Joe's Pizza in the East Village, that was better. The Mediterranean food, which was great. The the Donner House on 14th Street. And the reason we ate there, their logo, they basically ripped off the Pornhub logo. <laughs> and they made it. I got to send you this photo. Let me see if I can find the photo real quick. You got to see this, Danny. you you got a kick. So we're walking down to my brother's place in the East Village, and we see this sign. I'm like, and, and immediately we were like, wait a minute. That's, they've just stolen the Pornhub logo. What is that? And uh, let me send this to you. You guys check this out. And yeah, so they must have gone on to the, like the Pornhub site and said, I love that logo so much, and I want that. And it's a, a German kebab Mediterranean shop. And <laughs> That's the. Uh... It's interesting that you say that because during the Super Bowl, yeah, saw something similar for Arizona State's extension classes all over the buses there in Phoenix, and it was the same logo style and color as Pornhub, yeah. and of course Covino and Rich noticed this immediately. Oh. Oh, no, <laughs> you should have the nervous farts. Oh. Well, if you have a successful brand, uh, might as well borrow from that successful brand. Uh, you know, it's like, remember, remember in, um, uh, what was that classic movie with Eddie Murray, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall coming to America? You yeah, know, McDowell's. McDowell's. Same, same concept. Same, same kind. We, we, I, I like that. So the kebab, what kind of kebab did you have? 
Well, no, I, I had a uh, a plate. Well, actually, it was like a sandwich um, with uh, the the chicken and the beef. It was really good. I got to tell you, that's probably the, the top Mediterranean food I've had. I love eating Mediterranean food. Nice. Did they serve up some hummus with it? Uh, they had that. I'm not. I didn't have any of that. They had the really good garlic sauce. They give you a lot of food. And in New York, the prices are expensive everywhere. But uh, that that was the top place. So if you're ever in New York, or if you live there, uh, it's on 14th Street. Right around Second, Third Avenue, and uh, it's really, uh, really good. I I got around on the subway, Danny, uh, all day, every day. Subway all day. Got a one of those Metro Week passes. Now I was a little worried about the safety here. I, I've been following the news reports coming out of the New York Post and some of the other news in the Big Apple, the the crime blotter all over the internet. I was I thought that was just to promote the new Spider Verse movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was convinced I was going to get shanked as soon as I walked into the subway. But I got to tell you, I, I was pleasantly surprised. It was I felt relatively safe. Now, I, I generally don't feel unsafe because I'm a big guy, so I don't normally feel unsafe. But the reason I was actually told by somebody is they had just had this subway slasher guy that they had just caught like a couple days before we got there. And so with that and July 4th coming up, the people, the idiots that run New York City realize, well, we've got a big problem on our hands here. we got a subway slasher, bad publicity. So they sent out, there were police, and there was a, such a huge police presence all over the uh, the main subway lines in Midtown Manhattan, which is where I was, like the touristy parts of Manhattan, uh, that I, I really... It, uh, I felt like I was never that far away from police. I felt pretty safe. And, uh, you know, I want to keep those donations coming in from tourists and all that. So I had, I had no issues other than the subway stations being up to standard with rats everywhere, trash, homeless people smelling like urine and shit. But everything else, Danny, was was fine. Everything else was good. Everything else was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, picture perfect. And, and, you know, from being there, when it gets hot in New York, even hotter in the subway. Yeah. Hotter in the subway and all that stench comes rising up to the streets. Yes. So you've got not only the urine, the shit, uh, the rats, you've got also the the wonderful smell of body odor that's mixed in. Oh. I did something different. One night, late at night, I left the hotel. My wife was tired. Uh, she was having a bad day. So I let her kind of rest. And then I went out of the hotel. I was staying near Grand Central Station and I got the full New York City at night experience. I was just like walking around observing people and uh, like being at the zoo except the people are the animals at the zoo and that's what you feel like when you're in New York. So I walked around. I walked from Grand Central over to Times Square. I guess aimlessly rambling around there, cruising through the night, sashaying my way around random streets. I saw a construction crew place a giant cow up in Times Square. And that was kind of cool. I had never seen that before. It was it was like 1230 at night. Uh, I walked over to the Radio City Music Hall, the famous venue in New York, the iconic building there. I took some photos. I might get one framed just kind of randomly with my iPhone. Uh, walked by the Fox News headquarters there. And I walked past NBC. All the big networks are all right around there. And then I decided, I said, you know what? I got some time on my hands. 
I'm in New York. How often do I do a story about, you know, NFL meetings at the league offices in Manhattan or NBA headquarters in New York or MLB? So what I did was I decided to do the Axis of Sports Evil Tour. Big sporty, Danny. And, And I walked to the global headquarters where Adam Silver works for the NBA. Rob, man, fraud. Of baseball and Roger Goodell, Mr. Softy there for the NFL. And here's what I noticed. All of them are within 0.7 miles of one another in Manhattan. Uh, They are ridiculously close. They are less than 10 blocks away from one another and actually closer than that. Major League Baseball's offices are on Avenue of the Americas. Uh, the, The NBA is on Fifth Avenue. They're real close, the NBA and Major League Baseball. And then the next street over is Park Avenue, and that is where 345 Park Avenue, that is the NFL's headquarters. They're really separated by three major streets and some other, you know, a few minor streets, but three major streets in Midtown Manhattan. And every building, every one of these buildings, there are no signs saying this is the home of Major League Baseball, this is the home of the NBA, this is the home of the NFL. They're all just generic, cold, concrete skyscrapers. Although I did love the baseball one because that I I remember when the, I think it was the Barstool people last year, Danny, they had a little rally and they were calling, man, fraud, man, fraud. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. It was echoing in this little kind of cutout area. And I, so I was like standing, I was like, oh, that's, I remember where this happened, you know, and then that was, that was kind of cool. But so I, I have now walked uh, and I walked around. I was like, where are some of the restaurants these people are going to? What are you know? Because you figure you work in those buildings, you're eating at the restaurants around there. And and they're all really expensive. They're all like, you know, highfalutin. You know, it's a whole different world. They, they re- it really is the Manhattan bubble. And, and not only the Manhattan bubble, it is the that part of Manhattan. Uh, so I got a little taste of it. The robber barons, the oligarchs of big sporty and uh, and doing their th- their new things. I picked up a new nickname by the way, Danny. Uh on, on that same trip walking around, I was walking down one of the side streets trying to work I was making my way to the NFL headquarters. So it's not a bad neighborhood, but it's like 1 in the morning and I'm walking there and just even though it's Manhattan, this part there was a side street, there was really nobody else out. There was one one dude I see off in the distance, this black dude who's walking towards me. And uh, he appears to be, I guess, doing some urban camping, Danny. <laughs> you know, um, some would call it homelessness. I, I call it urban camping. Uh, and he appeared to uh, have maybe gone to the pharmacy, but not the pharmacy we normally go to, maybe a street pharmacy, um, and uh, but not like a CVS or a, uh, a Dwayne or Reed or whatever. Um and and so he saw me and and we're on the same side of the street and I was like you know I'm bigger than this guy whatever I didn't want didn't feel intimidated or unsafe for I'm walking he's walking and I I'm not gonna say anything he I figured he won't say anything and I walk by and I hear this guy yell man you too tall he's like he yells it at me as he's as as we stroll by each other so this guy gave me the new nickname Danny. Uh, the same nickname that a that an NFL player for the Cowboys back in the eighties and the seventies had, Ed Jones, right? Remember, you remember too tall Ed Ed too tall Jones? Of course, yeah. So I was flattered by that. 
I thought Man, was, you too tall. I was. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and, and you had mentioned in, I think it was yesterday's podcast, the Patriot hat that I'm wearing. And this is a very comfortable hat. The Pat Patriot. I love the Pat Patriot logo. And there's a reason my mom had a little jacket when I was a little kid made for me. And it was the Pat Patriot logo. And I used to wear it when I was a little baby. And I still remember that logo. I love that logo. So this hat fits like a glove. It's very comfortable. It's a perfect travel hat. So I'm traveling, and of course, I, I'm in enemy territory. I, I For some reason, I, I guess I thought I was going to Boston, but I was going to New York. And so I'm wearing the Patriot hat, and one very loquacious fan of the Giants for Big Blue there approaches me at JFK, and he makes this, this – he's like, hey, that's a nice hat. That's an old-school Patriots hat. Sorry about those two Super Bowls, right? You know, he's like, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I uh, mean that you know I'm, I'm of course yeah I'm like well I, I like the Patriots but I'm a Ram fan, uh, and, uh, and you know the the uh, the fluke Eli Manning Super Bowls. So I had to then represent the Patriots, even though I'm not really like a hardcore Patriot fan. I had to represent the Patriots. So then I returned friendly fire, and so I I responded to the pompous Giants fan. I said, well, I hope you enjoyed that Joe Judge payback. You know, how'd that work out for you? And uh, and and then the guy kind of rolled his eyes and put his tail between his legs and uh, and he walked off. So I I was I was very proud of myself. I had the Joe Judge come back and I did I did that to defend the honor of the Patriots, is what I what I did. And then one final note, final final. I know we've gone long on this, and I apologize. The Big Apple bites, but the fairy, not that kind of fairy. My favorite free activity in New York. I did it yet again. The Staten Island ferry. If it's free, it's for me, and I love the views of Manhattan. Yeah. Awesome. Took the, subway, Clan. took the subway down to Wall Street Station, walked over through Wall Street and the financial titans, and then walked over to the, the, the port there and leaves every 30 minutes. You've got beautiful views of the lower Manhattan skyline on the way out. you got to sit on the left side of the boat. Got to sit on the left side of the boat, get the views there or stand. And amazing photos. You go right by on the left side, the Statue of Liberty, which is very cool. And just the whole thing. Ellis Island, get to Staten Island. It's not a very long boat ride. Get to Staten Island. You run off the boat. Everyone's got to be off the boat. You run back onto another boat, and you're back on your way back to Manhattan. The whole thing takes eh, maybe 45 minutes, probably less than that, and it is Wonderful, 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 wonderful. All right, Saturday, Danny, anything you want to promote? We'll get out of here. We got the mailbag on Sunday. What do you got going on? Saturdays for you and I, all about the podcast. So a big thank you to everybody downloading all three every weekend. Absolutely. We will have the mailbag. We'll have Pop Goes the Culture on the Sunday podcast. We'll talk to you then. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Later, skater. Bye, Felicia. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.